It's the Imperial Podcast with Andrew and Eric. Let's talk beer that we're drinking right now just to get things going. 8.5%. That's right in the in the fun zone. All right. Here we are. Cheers. Back in the saddle. Cheers. Beer still good. Uh, beer is still good. Uh, my name is Andrew. This is Eric. Eric, what Here are you drinking? Are. Well, I'm opening another beer because we talked for too long before we started recording. <laughs> so I finished the first one. It was a great conversation. We'll tell you all about it later. Just kidding. We probably won't. <laughs> probably never. Um, so I just, I just finished... Uh, a, a staple in my house, which is the triple Belgian style ale from New Belgium. Mm-hmm. Uh, product of Fort Collins, Colorado. I I New Belgium was in North Carolina. They must have two, two brewing locations. I'm pretty sure their main one is in Colorado. I think they, their secondary might be in North Carolina. Gotcha. Asheville, I think. Asheville, North Carolina. Um, but I just opened, really switching gears here, just opened <laughs> the Cryostash Imperial IPA oh. from Hop Valley in Eugene. Yeah. Uh, I've been kind of going down the Hop Valley wormhole lately. I wasn't super familiar with their stuff yeah. until very recently. So I've just been kind of going six-pack yeah. at a time through their whole lineup. And I'm I'm a big fan. I think I was gonna big say fan. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how many podcasts ago it was episodes ago, and who knows what order we're putting these up in. But yep. I'm pretty sure one of the previous episodes you were drinking one of theirs. Yeah, I've been doing the. Um, I love beer that has fruit in it, mm-hmm. and they do a bunch of like fruit infusion yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I've been really into. They have a beer called Panda Stash, which is mm-hmm. like a tropical hazy IPA which I'm not really a hazy IPA guy but uh, tastes really really good really good good stuff what about you Um, I am well I I started off with my homebrew so I'm still working on that stout whatever I'm calling it porter whatever it is it's so good I had I had it last week Uh, two weeks ago two weeks ago two weeks ago I don't know. Time's irrelevant. Doesn't matter. No, last week. I was at your house last week. And yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, man, that stout is good. Um, that's the, and it's, I mean, it took zero skill. It was just me looking at what I had in, in my closet. And I was like, I yeah. think this would, I think that's part of the reason why I thought this was more, this was enjoyable and a lot of fun. Cause I didn't, I didn't try to mimic or copy a recipe. I just looked at the shelf and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure all those will go together just fine yeah. for a dark beer. And then I grabbed yeah. a couple ounces of hops and I'm pretty sure if I put all of those things together, beer will happen. Yeah. And then it did. And that's You're right. The beauty of beer. You are right. That's fun. 
Cool. All right. Well, let's get into it today. We're yeah. gonna start by um, we're gonna start by talking about spring seasonals. This is the uh, as we're heading into it's it's the be- we're we're at the front end of spring. Yep. Uh, and the sun is out, and yep. the people are happy. And this is the part of the year where I talk myself down from moving from a snowy, wintry climate. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it'll get better. It'll get better. We're on the rise. Because <laughs> from, like, November to now, I, which is yeah, March, we're March 1st. I don't know uh, how big of a, a Narnia fan you are, but this always reminds me of the, like, the moment where spring finally happens, there's this world that's been yeah. snow forever, and then all of a sudden it starts to melt off. You're like, oh, my gosh, life yes. is happening. Yes. That's how I feel every day right now for the last two days. And uh, all two life is better when the sun is out. I can tell you that much. And if anybody wants to argue with me about it, you can just get out of here because you're wrong. <laughs> it is better when it's sunny. That's true. Even if it's cold, true. I don't even care if it's cold. If the sun is out, I'm happy. Yeah, it's weird. Yep, it's weird how that works. Anyway, so um, we're 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 leaning into or we're running into the time where uh, breweries will release a seasonal beer for the spring. Yep. And so uh, I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about uh, s- seasonal spring beers that we like, uh, seasonal trends in the spring that we like or dislike and maybe rattle off a few favorites yep what do you um what do you feel like and i i read a few a little bit on this and i it feels like it's everybody's opinion not like which is probably beer just in general uh but what do you feel like makes a what makes a spring seasonal like how do you how would you describe it yeah i I think that a spring seasonal the, the uh, what I think about this time of year when it comes to beer is that every brewery is going to take their their pale ale and their flagship IPA and put fruit in it. Yep. And then they're going to maybe just double down on that in the summer. Yep. Is they're going to take their flagship IPA and they're going to put more fruit in it or and more they're, hops they're gonna take their pilsner and put something i basically think spring and summer we're gonna take beer and we're gonna add fruit to it hmm. yeah when it comes to seasonal releases yeah i think for sure um in spring and fall you know being the transition months or seasons they're not months but the transitional seasons they um it's like they walk you t- they walk you to the heavy hitter. So spring mm-hmm. walks you to summer and then the autumn and the fall walks you to winter. And I feel like both summer and winter those have a lot of the heavier hitters. So winter obviously kind of like it looks outside it's going to be dark, it's going to be stormy, it's going to be you know th- the thickest imperial stout that you've ever seen. It's going to be the quads, it's going to be the um you know all all of those things, and then summer, I I would agree. I think a lot of the fruited beer, uh, a lot of the even heavier, super hoppy, um, you know, triple IPAs, 
Um, yep. But then you also, in summer specifically, you, uh, the flip side of that is something that you need to drink while you're mowing the lawn and out of, you know out at the lake. Um, so there's a lot of easier drinkers in the summer too because you're drinking all day long. So. Um, where spring kind of walks you from winter to summer. That's just my personal opinion. It is kind of my enjoyable spring beers are they're light, they're crisp, uh, they are refreshing. They're not something that has you don't you don't have to sip on it like you did with the winter beers. This is something that you can just grab and just enjoy at your own pace that whatever you want. Um, I do enjoy a little bit of a funk in the spring and in my mind, like a farmhouse ale fits this, a Saison fits this where there's a little bit like, I don't know, now I'm getting a little bit nerdy, but that floral piece of flowers are starting to bloom. So I feel like there should be some floral notes to to the beer I'm drinking. Uh, you know, if you think about a farm, like a farmhouse itself, all winter long, you've had the doors and the windows and everything shut up, and it's all been closed. And all of those, you know, that that aroma kind of gets trapped in there. And then in the springtime, all of a sudden, you open the doors, and you start to, like, there's fresh air mingling with the funk. And I think that's where a Saison fits really nicely with that. Totally. Um, yeah, that's... So light, crisp, floral, funky. If I was to describe a spring beer, that's kind of what I would, what I would go with. Um, something that's not, not going to put me to sleep. It's something that's going to mm-hmm. be like I'm active while I'm drinking this beer. Right. Right. Well, if you have enough of any beer, it'll put you to sleep. But <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think I. As a beer person, which is a demographic that I just made up, a beer person, I typically am excited for the next season before it's ready. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that I'm thinking about it. Yep. So, like, in August, I'm thinking about dark beer. Yep. Because I've been drinking crisp IPAs and Rainier all summer. Yep. So I'm just ready to shift gears and like bring, bring the porters of the fall, like bring, you know, I'm ready for like a half, like half of Eisen and Oktoberfest and barley wines and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I typically am looking forward to that when it's still summer. Right. So now as spring beers come out, I'm thrilled because I'm completely over dark beer right now. Yeah. I made a couple dark beers this winter. I drank a lot. I love dark beer. Um, I love any beer, but I went, I'd never made dark beer until this year. So I made a few different recipes. So I'm just dark beard out. Yeah. I just can't wait for something crisp and light. Yep, and refreshing. And I, I, my favorite style of beer is that farmhouse ale saison. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even like throw like sours into mm-hmm. that kind of corner of the beer map. And this is the time for all of those things. I mean, that's why I just drank that triple. I'm gonna make. I have a. I have a. 
a French saison recipe that I'm well, it's a saison that has French saison yeast, but uh, that I think is the best beer I make, and I can't wait to brew it. I'm just dying to brew it. But I have to drink all the other beer in the fridge first because I'm out of kegs. So that's just per- <laughs> that's a personal problem. Uh, but yeah, um, is there any is there any like seasonal beers or breweries that make a seasonal spring beer that you're like every year when this comes out, I'm buying it because I don't I don't really have a go to for the spring. I have go tos yep. for other seasons. Yeah, but for the spring, is there something that you're like? Every time I go to the grocery store, every time I go look for beer, I just can't wait to see this. And when it's there, I'm buying a case or two. Yeah. Um, So I will unequivocally, yes, I do. Um, One of them I don't drink every single every single time, but I look forward to seeing it. And I will drink. I I will drink it throughout the spring at some point. But it's not like the first time I see it, I buy it every time. If that makes sense. And that one's Ninkasi Spring Rain. I just, it's great. It's floral. It's light. It's crisp. It's um, it's not nearly, you know, Ninkasi is super hop-driven beers. I mean, they're the, they're the IPA that's going to punch you right in the face. Uh, this one doesn't seem to have the, the heaviness to some of those others that they make. And I do feel like it's really refreshing. It's great. Uh, the other one, and this is the one that I will absolutely buy. I will buy this the moment I see it every single spring. Uh, it is probably the only spring beer that I would say that that's true of. And that's uh, Red Chair from Deschutes. Mm. Um, it's a Northwest Pale Ale. Um, it is, I think I've already bought it two or three times this year. Um, it is... It's just a fantastic, well-balanced. Uh, it has a solid hop content, but not overpowering by any means. Um, it's just a really, really, really good beer. I enjoy it a lot. And they call that a Northwest IPA, is that right? Northwest Pale NWPA. Northwest Pale. Yeah. NWPA. Yeah. I don't know that that's a real category, but I appreciate what yeah. they're doing. They, I feel like, so one of the f- earliest um, Deschutes beers that we drank was Mirror Pond Pale Ale. Great beer. Um, that was easily my wife's favorite beer to start with. When we first got, started getting into craft brewing, um, it, that, was, that was it. Yep. And obviously now it's f- kind of fun to go back and drink that because it's like, huh. This was it, huh? That's what that's what changed it all for us, because yeah. it doesn't seem like it's that radical or crazy anymore. Yeah. Um, but Red Chair, I feel, plays on that same level of just a very understated solid brew with a a nice level of hops that's not overpowering. Yeah. I think that the beer. What did I say? What did I call us earlier? Beer people? Beer people. Beer people. I think beer people maybe have um, started to, excuse me, at least around here, um, I feel like Deschutes has become so accessible (laughs) that now people kind of don't care about it. Yeah. 
And it makes me very sad because they make so many beers that I compare every other beer to. Yeah. So yeah. they're kind of like my similar to what to what you just said. Like when I was getting into craft beer, Deschutes like taught me what mm-hmm. beer was. Right. And I compare every dark beer to Black Butte Porter. Right. That's every the standard. One. And it's so good. Like it, it, in my opinion, it still holds up. I don't. I don't go back to Black Butte, which I buy so much of it, yeah. and I never ever think like, oh, there's a lot of people making porters better than this one. I just every time I go, this is really right. good. Right. It's just as good. They're. They're on. I have so much respect for them. I I think that the and part of this is is the brewing process right. when you start. And obviously, home brewing is a lot different than commercial brewing, but um, it's just a lot bigger and there's a lot more going on. But I have so much respect for breweries that have nailed a very delicious recipe and have been doing it for twenty years. Yeah. The consistency of it. Yeah. The consistency. Consistency is the most difficult thing mm-hmm. when you when you start learning about how fer- fermentation alone yeah. is an unpredictable thing. So I know a lot of beer people, you know, look down upon the Rainier and the Coors Light and the Kokanee. And I also understand that those places are all using computers to do everything that they're doing. But to make beer taste the same yeah. for generations yeah. is remarkable. It yeah. takes a tremendous amount of skill and uh, and energy. It's cool. I think that about Deschutes. I'm just yeah. like, they did, they've been making this beer. Deschutes have been making beer since way before craft beer was cool. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they were just a mom and pop shop. You know, they were... They were nothing. They made they made Bend the mecca that it is today. I mean, absolutely. People, you know, outside of our region might not recognize the Bend, Oregon area as what it is, but it it truly is amazing as far as the <laughs> the number of breweries and the quality of quality of beer that comes out of there per capita. I mean, it is it's ridiculous. Uh, there's it not, is ridiculous. I don't know if there's another place in the world that would. I mean, there probably is, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's. I don't know of another place in the world that has that. Um, the the just the quality of beer in such a small population coming out of there. Yeah, I mean Ben. Ben's not a big town. No, not at all. It's not a big area. Not a big town. And you've got Deschutes. You've got Crux Fermentation Project, Good great. Life Brewing Company, Ten Barrel, uh, Worthy Brewing Company, mm-hmm. The Ale Apothecary, mm-hmm. Silver Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of skipping over ones that I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. Ten Barrel has two locations in yeah. Bent. Yeah. It's a tiny town. Boneyard, Oblivion, Immersion. Boneyard has two locations in Bend. It's probably got it's probably got like what 20, 20 different breweries. Or close I mean, to that. It's, it's got to be close. I've only been there once, and we didn't get to even close to the no. amount of breweries no. that I wanted to go to. 
No. It's remarkable. And, and I, here's, here's the thing that's cool about, like, brewing culture, mm-hmm. which is, again, that's a term I made up. I don't even know if that's a thing. No, it's totally a thing. I probably didn't make it up, but it's, I didn't know if it's, I don't know if it's a thing, but. Uh, Welcome to I the party. Guess, I would guess if you went to Bend, and this is basically basically based on my experiences of Hood River, Oregon. Yeah. Which is where Full Sail is. Yeah. And now there's a bunch of breweries there. Yeah. It's awesome. I would guess if you went to Bend and you talked to the head brewer at any of those breweries outside of Deschutes, that they would be like, it's all about Deschutes. Yeah, that's that's Grandpa. That's Grandfather. They, prob- they probably, the head brewer at all of those breweries probably worked at Deschutes at one point and then got to a level where they were like, I want to do my own thing and I'm going to stay here. Or at least, um, or at least was around Deschutes enough doing their own homebrew that they're like, they're comparing what they're doing on the side to what Deschutes was doing. Totally. Until they eventually finally, you know, went public with their stuff, but yeah. And that's um, the same vibe in Hood River is like if you, you yeah, know, 100%. my favorite brewery in Hood River is Double Mountain. Yeah. But if you go to Double Mountain, everyone there just yep. gives all the props to Full Sail. Yeah. Because there's like the people yep. that make this beer learned how to make beer at, yep. at the Big Dog. So it's cool. And that's how, full, I mean, Full Sail started because of Samuel Adams. Yep. Sam, yep. Samuel Adams gave a brewing system yep. to to full sale when they were a startup and that like changed their whole trajectory the, so I, I just i love that breweries are like cheering for each other that was in the 70s right i think it was in the 70s it was early it was way before um, craft beer was at least like on the scene yeah the other cool thing about full sales they're all employee owned which is pretty cool but right yeah um one more I think one more brewery, and this is a lot smaller than Deschutes or Nincosti that I already listed, um, that I would say, and this goes more in line with the farmhouse and the saisons and the sours and all all those, but I feel like it, it's kind of that funk as far as there may be a little bit of snow on the ground outside, but you open the barn door and you're just like, there's something coming out of there and it's blending with the freshness that I am smelling outside and it's just delicious if you can say that uh and that would be logsden farms so oh yeah baby. they used to be outside of hood river a little ways and now they're in washougal washington um i've not been to their new location they've been through a couple transitions as far as ownership goes but i know that the guy that's in charge now was had his hands all over it i think throughout the other transitions as well so um I think it's in pretty good hands, but their beers are always that. That's a good. That's a great spring spring location for me. I think. I mean, you and I we went on that early on. I don't know how many years ago this was, but we took a trip to Hood River when they were still there. Uh, just the two of us. We went on a a brewery trip for like one night. So like we got mm-hmm. there one day, hit a couple of breweries that first day. Spent the night at a weirdo hotel and then hit a couple more breweries and then went back home. And that was yes, a fantastic trip. Uh, and 
loved Luxton Farms. And that felt like, I mean, it was still pretty winter at that time. There's a lot of ice on the ground, if I remember correctly. But that made it feel, to me, it just feels like summer's on the way when you're at yep. Luxton Farms. They're, they're on my list. As I mean, like I said, that Saison Farmhouse Ale is my favorite genre. And they are my, they are the goat, in my opinion, of that genre. I really like them. Uh, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't know anything about, I'm not super specific when it comes to spring beer, other than this time of year I'm ready for beer that has fruit profiles. Whether that's actual fruit puree being added to the beer, I know some people think that that's heresy. <laughs> I just love I love fruity beer. I prefer beers that get those fruit flavors from hops. But uh, I'm looking right now, and Sierra Nevada has a spring release that I've never heard of called Wanderland. Yeah, it's a, a ne- nectarine. A, nectarine ale, yeah. I don't know how long they've been doing that, but I've never heard of it or had it. And... I can promise you that I will be getting some of this because Sierra Nevada is the original craft brewery, in my opinion. And I love beer that has citrus in it. So can't wait to grab me a, looks like 12 pack at Total Wine and More, available (laughs) now at my Total Wine. So. Um, yeah, wait. I've seen, I think I've had that before. I think it came out, I may be speaking right out my ass, but I feel like it came out last year. I think it was around last year at least. Um, and I believe I've had it before. And I think it was pretty good. And I've almost bought it about a dozen times already this year. I will get it shortly. I just bought, so before the uh, brew fest that we just did, when I did that, I bought a bunch of. I when I went to uh, Total Wine and More, I bought a bunch of beers. So I'm just gradually working my way through all that. But it's on my list. Which, oh, speaking of, one of those beers that I bought, I got the Lindemans. Like, uh, I don't know. It was a four pack, but it's a variety four pack. Yeah. And the this one that I'm about to pour and drink is the Peach Lambic beer, which. I don't know. It's P-E-C-H-E. Pesh. I don't know. How do you how do you say that? I don't know. I speak English exclusively. <laughs> um, typically, their beers, especially with the, with the fruited beers, I think I told you this before, it hardly tastes like beer. Like, it's not... I think we just talked about this last, last episode, right? I had one of yeah, those. You had, like, the creek? Yeah. It just tasted like... Cherry juice, which I'm kind of expecting this one too, as well. But I'm I'm down with it. That's fine. Yeah, totally. That's great. That's great. Sweet spring seasonals. Go and get you some. Love it. They're out there. Yeah. I also think I feel like it should be. I think there's there is an idea that um, fresh hops should be happening in the spring. But the the actuality of f- fresh hops n- makes it it has to be in the fall. 
if you're going to do a fresh hop beer, the hops are harvested in October, I think, September, October. Like yeah, toward when the, everything toward else the is end, harvested. Toward yeah. the end of summer. Yeah. So in March, April, May, that's no longer a fresh. It may not be an old, but it's not a fresh hop anymore, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, if you, I mean, we live in hop country, so yes, we have we have access to more fresh hop beers than than most people. But the if you see a beer outside of the fall that says fresh hop, they're probably fibbing. <laughs> they might yeah. not be lying, but they're doing something because hops are picked in late summer, early fall. Yeah. If so you, that's, that's where it's happening. For sure. I mean, this is just a heads up. But if you see something that says fresh hop, there should also be a date on there as far as when it was brewed. And you, I mean, you want that as close to brew date as possible. And your brew date should also be, I mean, late late summer to fall. Like that should be your parameter as far as if you want a true fresh hop. That's that's the time frame that you're looking at. Yeah. And if you really want fresh hop, you should get celebration from Oh my gosh. So good. Anyways. Go to Yakima. Go to Washington State and drink all the fresh hop beer at every brewery that exists. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So moving on from beer. Yeah. We are going to talk movie series. Yes. Movie series. Movie series. Uh, typically, sequels suck is kind yeah. of what started this conversation. Yes. That's been historically, growing up, it was a given if there was an original movie and then they came out with a sequel, you're like, well, I will watch the sequel because I enjoyed the original. However, right. I, it's going to not be as good. So I just right. need to wrap my brain around that and not expect the same. And right. every single time almost, not all the time, but almost every single time, that's a true statement. Totally. So... You lead it off. You're 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 more of a movie guy than I am, and the movies that I typically like rarely have sequels because I like movies where everybody dies at the end. So it's hard to have a sequel with that. It is difficult, and I have a dark. I have a. I have like I've told you many times. I have mental problems. So movies. <laughs> typically, movies that get sequels are like my happy fa- and fun. My favorite <laughs> movies is when all of the characters end up dead. That's what you just if said. Everybody doesn't die at the end. This movie was not a success. <laughs> If I could just zone out for a little bit, like I just yeah. want to relax for a while and just not care about the world. I want yes. to make sure that everybody that I'm invested in for two hours does yeah. not survive the two hours. That's yeah. I watch movies to eat popcorn, if I'm being honest with you. So, <laughs> um, you, yeah, so you I, can eat popcorn you, without I movies. Love, I do. I eat popcorn every day. 
Are you a regular, like, original popcorn, just butter popcorn, or do you vary, do you go off of that? No butter. No butter. I I eat popcorn every day. I salt? Mean Are we no doing... Salt. Uh, you're just going popcorn with nothing on it. Boy, uh, I mean, I could tell that you're a novice at popcorn based on everything you just said. Uh, make popcorn on the stove in a, in a kettle with a lid. In that kettle is coconut oil and flavicle, which is a, a magical... <laughs> It is a magical orange <laughs> dust that you can buy on the internet or at uh, very, very large supermarkets. Uh, and you put a, a sliver of this orange powder called Flavicol. And it's like whatever, it's like what they use at every movie theater, but you can buy it for your own house. And you put that in with the oil. And then you just pop the popcorn, and it's the perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So it's, I mean, it's not butter, but it's butter flavored. And it's salt. Flavicol is. Flavicol is what you. Th- Flavicol is popcorn flavor. That's what I would say. It's. I don't know what it is because it's. Uh, it looks like it looks like the cheese that you put in Kraft macaroni. I it's feel like, like you just you dust. just misuniversed me. You just used that's probably I shouldn't say that. I apologize to anyone that's done any beauty pageants. Uh or gosh, now strike two. That's not what you're supposed to call them anymore. Uh you used the term to define you used the term in the definition. That this is popcorn flavored. Like you're talking about popcorn and you described it as popcorn flavor. But it's different because it's not wet. And it's not grainy because it's not butter and salt. I can't explain. I can't explain it until you try it. It's you eat the popcorn and it tastes like it has butter and salt on it, but you don't need to wipe your hands off. Okay, it's unbelievable. It's a it's a magical substance. This requires a Google. This requires. I'm a pretty Google. sure you can buy it on Amazon. Flavical. Yeah. And the. Package looks like an old milk carton from the 1920s. Gold metal products. Flavical seasoning. I'm, uh, yep, I'm looking right at it for yeah, better tasting popcorn. <clears throat> I'm telling you, man, it is the sauce. This salt creates great tasting popcorn. Indeed, it does. So it's, it's. It's salt. It's seasoning salt. Yeah, but it's but specific. It's not. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm reading. I'm not telling. I'm not like making it a. I'm reading. Anyway. Anyways, what are we talking about? Uh, movies. Movie series. Everybody right. dies. Everybody dies. Which is not. Not a metaphor. It's actually the truth. Everybody does die. I mean, there is there are series where pretty much almost everybody dies. Those are just called. Those are on the in the horror genre. Yeah, it's great. Are you a big horror movie guy? Oh yeah, 
Hmm. I I went through a phase where I watched horror movies, and I f- in that season I really felt like I was trying to prove myself. That was also so that was that was my college years when I was like, I'm away from home. I'm gonna yeah. watch some scary movies. Stay totally. up all night. Um, my wife. She cannot handle scary movies. Um, I don't. I don't thoroughly enjoy scary movies. I would say I do enjoy suspenseful movies. I think that's mm-hmm. the line that I draw. I don't yeah, need yeah. the blood and gore. I like that tension, though. Sure. Yeah, I would separate. I think that horror movies get labeled. Incorrectly most of the time Because most horror movies If a movie gets called Horror I like that we're it's very pro- clearly enunciating Horror 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 You don't uh, want to After a couple beers You don't want to rush that too much Because yeah. That's a different genre Totally Different genre Monthly subscription <laughs> The So I hear <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dumbest guy that's ever lived. The thing about movies that if the point of the movie, if the scary part is all the blood, that's not scary. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm just like movies like that. I mean, I end up watching them cause I'm interested in the genre, but at no point does that scare me. Cause I'm just like, this is so stupid and poorly. It's so mm-hmm. poorly written. Like, like you know, I would I would call those like you know chainsaw movies, like, like slasher movies, slasher flick. There you go. Yeah, that's that's it. That's what I was looking for. Um, where it's just like, yeah, this is just a bad guy like cutting people up. Uh, yeah, I'm just like it's just bad writing. I like movies. What I consider horror, I would they they should probably be in that suspense thriller category where mm. you're on the edge of your seat, you're pitting out. Like you're yeah. nervous. Yeah. You're not. I love feeling like that. Yeah. It's so good. So you like movies where you have to take a shower afterwards. I like movies where at the end of it, I haven't touched my drink. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't have a sip of that. beer. What about your whole popcorn? Movie. Crushed the popcorn. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Uh, Tell me about your favorite series. So I actually wrote down a bunch because I, I knew that I would. I knew that I was going as we talked through this. I was like, "There's going to be some folks. If there's anybody listening to this at all, there's going to be some folks that are like, why didn't you even talk about A or B or C or whatever?'" So right here's the list, and I kind of broke them down into more like I don't want to say historical, but a little bit older, and then more current. Um. So the there's Rocky, right? There's a bu- there's a bunch of Rocky movies. Um, the original Star Wars trilogy, Indiana Jones, and that's not even. I mean, that's not super old, but that's whatever. Uh, yeah. Back to the Future, Die Hard, uh, Godfather, and then there's a bazillion James Bond movies, and all those are great. All those are great, but all of those. 
were not the norm as far as sequels and trilogies in series growing up for me. Right. Those were the those were the rarity that it actually worked out. Um, and you can make some arguments in there that like there are some Rockies that I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Rocky fan, but there's a few of them that are like, oh, OK, you just we just needed another boxing movie that right. Sylvester Stallone needed to be in. Um, so that's those guys. And I'm not going to stick with those too much because I feel like. Almost everybody has an opinion on those already. I don't need to make an opinion for you on those. And in fact, almost all of the movies we're going to talk about, everybody has an opinion. We're just going to share our own. So this is my list of series movies that are more current, and I'm probably going to miss somebody's, and that's okay. Uh, we have the Bourne Identity, like the Bourne series, which I love those. Uh, understate, like, un, here's a series that is, I feel like not on a lot of people's radar, but is really good. Is John Wick? Mm. Um, the on dark my radar, you know, um, I love it. Keanu Reeves. Everybody dies, <laughs> except for Keanu. A lot of killing. Um, whoa! Spoiler alert. I shouldn't say that. Uh, well, I mean, he's holding a gun in the poster, so you yeah, should probably in, know in all three of the movies there. Okay. Yeah. He survives the first movie, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Dark Knight. I'm a real big fan of the Dark Knight series. Um, Batman. Yeah. Pirates of the Cur- uh, Caribbean or Caribbean? How do you say it? I say Caribbean. I don't know. I don't know. Um, never been. You've never watched those? Oh, no, no. I've watched them. I've just never been to the Caribbean. Oh, okay. You just said Caribbean, so now I... You answered. Uh, and then we have The Lord of the Rings, which then was eventually followed by The Hobbit. Uh, I have a tremendous affinity for those movies. No spoilers. No spoilers. I won't talk. Because you haven't it seen them. the first time right now. You're reading them? You've never watched those movies and you're reading them? I'm about to fin. Yeah, I've never watched the movies and I'm, oh, reading, gosh. I'm reading Fellowship of the Ring for the first time right now. I'm almost done. Dude, do you love it? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why it's one of the best-selling books of all time. It's unbelievable. Um, it's, are you going to watch the movies after, you re- after you're done reading? I'm not going to watch any movies until I, wa- until I read all the books. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Uh, I'm more of a reader than a movie guy, so that yeah. is what I would do in most situations. I would say that this holds up to the expectation of, from what I've been told, because I have not read all of those books, but... <clears throat> the movies are not as good as the books. That's just a truth. Ever. Like that, that, right? That's you should never expect it to be different. However, the movies are tremendous. So, like, they're not as good as the books, and they're really good. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter. All those Harry Potter magician fans out there. Um. Fast and Furious, I felt like I felt <laughs> it was a different genre, but uh, they, there's a lot of those movies. How many? Is there like seven, eight? I don't know. I'm not sure. I stopped after Tokyo Drift. There you go. Uh, I feel like that was a good stopping point. Maybe. I don't know. I think that was number, I think that was number three. I think that sounds right. 
Uh, Mission Impossible. There's a handful of those movies. Yep. Tom Cruise. Real, real good. Real weird. Uh, X-Men. There's a bunch of X-Men movies also. Um, not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. The Matrix. And I feel like that, honestly, I feel like that stayed true to the the first movie was so good. So, in my mind, the original The Matrix, that that changed the landscape for filmmaking from that point forward. Like, it altered, it altered what was acceptable and expected in a movie. Love the Matrix. Um, then you have, let's go from the Matrix to Twilight. That's a tr- transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a massive, massive movie. And uh, also books. But uh, And then Transformers. Also incredibly high budget uh, movie series. Men in Black. That's another one. And then there's the like... So everything else that we've talked about has been series. And then there's the Marvel Universe. Like, that's mm-hmm. what... That's a shift. I feel like that's on... Marvel plays on its own... They play their own sport. Everybody else is playing something else. Everybody else is playing checkers. They're playing chess. Like, it's a different animal. Right. Different animal altogether. But I know it's not for everyone. One of us is has not spent a lot of time in the Marvel universe. It's true. It's true. It's embarrassing that you haven't dove in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right. I'm not trying to hate on Marvel. I understand. I've seen Black Panther. I'm woke. I get it. Everything's dope. I get that those movies are great. There's just so freaking many of them, and I can't keep it all straight, and I just don't care enough to invest my time into it. And so, listen, I saw Iron Man. Did I see Iron Man 2, 3, 4? No. I saw Thor. Did I see the rest of them? No. I saw Captain America. Did I see the Captain America Revenge, Captain America prequel? No. I saw Black Panther. I thought it was stinking great. Michael B. Jordan is the baddest dude in all of Hollywood. That's not even who you should be talking about for Black Panther. Well, I understand, but let's be honest. He's the best part of the movie. Oh, my goodness. So this is <sighs> Eric. I am not a. I did not have a. I didn't have a childhood. Okay, so that's not true. It's not true. I just. I didn't. I wasn't a. I wasn't a superhero guy. And that's I fine. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about Marvel as I do about video games, which is. I wish I would have cared about this way before now, because now I'm too gone. I'm too far gone. And like I have friends who play video games, but the problem is I never got into it. And now for me to try to like venture in, I'm two decades behind all of my buddies. So I can't catch up. 
It's too late. I missed it. Like, Here's, I've never bought, I've never played okay. Xbox. I yeah. don't have a thing. And that's how I feel about Marvels. I'm like, it's too late. I missed it. I, I watch Batman movies. I really like the Batman trilogy. It's too late for me when it comes to Here's what movies. I would say. Here's what I would say to try to give you a little bit of hope. And maybe based on what I'm hearing you say about the types of movies you like, you don't like hope. But I hate hope. <laughs> as I far want as to as, be left with dredge. As far as video games, I would agree with you. Like there is a learning curve that you have you have to be able to develop and you can call it a learning curve, you can call it a skill, whatever you need to call it. I'm with you. I I stopped playing video games really with Nintendo. Like I, since Nintendo, I played a little bit of 007 GoldenEye in high school. Uh, just enough to be disappointed most of the time, but good enough that I surprise people every once in a while also. And from that point, like that was the peak of my video gaming career. Um, I'm not good at them. It, That's uh, probably I could, how I, I should describe my life. <laughs> I could, I could, uh, I could play some Mario Kart. I could do that, but I would also get destroyed by my wife. So I don't. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Marvel movies, there's no skill required. There is no. Th- there's not a learning curve. It, all it takes is time and popcorn and a beer. And in these movies, I don't feel like the there's not it, they're not like the suspenseful. I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time. It's just good, solid entertainment that I don't have to be invested in. That's why I love it because it's entertaining enough that it can te- keep my attention away from the from the monotony, from the frustrations, from everything else that I'm dealing with in life. It's entertaining enough to keep my to pique my attention throughout the movie, but I'm also not invested in it to the point that I go crazy either way. I'm just like, hey, at the end of the day, I'm I feel great that I just spent two, two and a half hours watching Captain America throw a shield around. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's my I, I think I think there is hope for you if you just you know, and maybe it's just time. Uh, you know, with like Lord of the Rings and all that, like maybe you just need time and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's that's a good point. You got plenty of time. I'm a slow I'm a slow cooker. Um you you rattled <laughs> off when we first uh, uh, when we first discussed, you know, this podcast gets a lot of pre-production work. So when we first, <laughs> as is, it's obvious we, at this point, it's very clear. When we first discussed the topic for this evening, which was approximately five <laughs> minutes before we started recording, uh, the movie series that I thought of first is The Matrix, and that's because I love, love I love the the Matrix, the first movie, the sequels. Are fine. Yep. I'm not. I'm not as jazzed about them. But I think what this is a really great segue, and a segue is a two wheeled motor device that you lean <laughs> to control. <laughs> it requires I'm a tremendous amount of balance. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. Everything you just said is really 
makes me curious because you described your movie watching experience exactly how my wife Amy would describe anything that she wants to watch on television which is mindless and I'm really fascinated by that because I am incapable of that and I'm not it's not I'm not proud of that it's not like oh you're dumb and I'm that's not my intent I wish I could get there uh I wish I could I wish I could watch this is gonna make people mad uh I wish I could watch Parks and Rec but I can't because I think it's too I think it's too dumb (laughs) I can't care about it I'm just like this is just a waste of my time but for some reason, again, not intentional. I didn't plan to think this way. I can watch Seinfeld. Yeah. And everything is dumb in that yeah. show. Yeah. But the whole time I know that when that show was happening, they were breaking every rule of sitcom. So I have this like back of my mind respect for it where I'm like right. in its moment there was nothing like this. It was right. revolutionary. So I think that about movies too. The I consistently joke. There's a running joke in my house, which is, what do you want to watch? And the response is typically uh, something lighthearted is what my wife always says. I want to watch something lighthearted. That is never my answer. Right. I want to watch intense... I want to watch a documentary. Heavy I want to hearted. watch. I want to watch something that, at the end of it, I'm confused about what it means to be a human. That's what I'm looking for, and so superhero movies just don't do it for me because I know the ending, dude. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let me push pause. Wonder Woman. Let me push pause right there for a second. Woman. Um. There is a well. I have to clear two things up. First of all, the best part of Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan is great. It's Chadwick Boseman. It is a Black Panther. May he rest in peace. Whoa. He was phenomenal. Obviously, obviously phenomenal. Yeah, I just had to. I just had to make and sure that movie is about Michael B. Jordan. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, Michael B. Jordan does a phenomenal so, job. Chadwick he is Boseman, so good. We should do a whole episode on Chadwick Boseman. What was he in before Black Panther? Okay, hold on. We're not going to do this right now because I feel like this is a... This, he... I can't... I don't know what to... Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shift. I got to shift because that yeah, would it. be... That would be a whole other... Um, shift. What I will say is when I watch a superhero movie... A Marvel Universe movie. There is a there is going to be laughter. Yeah. There's gonna be humor that doesn't matter. However, and this is probably where this is where I get hooked. And it's usually subtle to the point that I don't really recognize it, except for in a couple different movies. But there's a redeeming there's a redeeming moment of some character in every single one of those movies. Like totally. 
where there's a there's a person that is real that is struggling with something and all of a sudden you see the shift and there's a redeeming quality where you didn't you hoped that it was going to be there and that's what i love to see in a movie is the Absolutely. transformation of a character into someone better cuz that's what i hope for all of us and if you can if you can have that moment seated in the couch of you know, all kinds of bums going off and action and, you know, comedy mixed in there too. Like if I can have a redeeming moment in the middle of entertainment, I'm good. Like that's for me, that's a great evening. And that's all I expect from it. I don't expect that my life changes, but if I can experience something where there is, it's that hope piece. And I joked with you earlier about it, but I I mean you know me pretty good. Uh hope plays a very large role in in my life and I think sure. I think that's it's a needed commodity. It's not even a commodity. It's a needed it's a needed part of life that a lot of people don't have. So that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's great. Marvel movies I don't give that- me hope though. Let's just be real. That's not where my hope is found. Well, I think that's what I struggle with is that line. And again, I this is not me. I have yeah. I understand that Marvel is and uh, from a person who I love movies. Yeah, I have so much respect for like what it is. Epic, high quality, through the roof, the yeah. best directors, producers, actors that exist. Um. To to just really quick make a quick correction. I forgot that um, I forgot that Chadwick Boseman was Jackie Robinson in Forty Two, yeah. and that's on me because that movie is unbelievable. So my comment of like, what else has he been in? That's whoops, forgot about that. That movie's fantastic, but to be honest. I have not heard of most of these other things. Anyways, not the point. He's amazing. Yeah. 100%. I have a thing with movies where you know how it's going to end before it starts. It's not the kind of storytelling I, like, lean towards. And maybe it's because I'm jaded and have a a heart like the Grinch. I don't know. Uh, I hate Christmas movies for the most part because at the end of it, it's like, oh, her dad's Santa and she has to take over the shop. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. But some people love that. Yeah. That that like uh, the where at the end it's going to work out. Yeah. I think part of it is that I didn't grow up a Disney kid. Mm. I just didn't. It wasn't, again, by choice. And it was. It definitely wasn't like my parents' choice yep. to be like, we're going to not show our kids Disney movies. It's yep. just not what, in, it didn't interest me. And so I, there's every iconic Disney, Disney movie that you can think of, I probably haven't seen it. It's just not a thing that I think about of like, when I think of movies, that explains I, a lot. I don't. 
Yeah, it does. It probably should. <laughs> it explains all the metal band T-shirts in my closet. <laughs> when I'm like, when I tell my wife, like, I'm going down to the A Club, which is not called the A Club anymore. It's called the Pin, but we call I still call it the A Club, which is like where metal bands play in my town. And it'll be like a Tuesday, and I'm like, I'm gonna go see a show, and she's like. You go because she knows I need to get the rage out, and that's where I go to be with all the other crazy people. But when I think of like art, I think of movies as an art form, an, yep. an expression of art. And my favorite kind of art is not happy go lucky, yeah, it's very strange, it's not my instinct. My flavor of art is like deep emotional confusion and despair. Yeah. <laughs> well, which probably explains my like I mean I had a season of like thinking I was emo. Uh but I don't think I don't think I am that anymore, but for some reason that's still I still love punk rock. Yeah. I still love heavy metal. I still love dark movies where for 3 quarters of the movie you have no idea what's going on. I love TV shows. My favorite TV shows are the ones where you're cheering for the bad guy. Yeah. Breaking Bad is like my favorite show ever. And you're rooting for the guy making drugs. You feel bad when things don't go his way. So it's interesting. I think it's cool that there's so many different lanes of cinema, you know? Yeah. Because we haven't even gotten into musicals. Which, for some reason, I also love. <laughs> I I enjoy a good musical as well. That could be its own yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, there's like 37 Marvel, I don't know how many there actually is, Marvel Universe movies. They're not all, like, they don't all end happy. <clears throat> right. But there's like 17 of them you have to wade through before you get to one that's not all happy. Um, it's funny hearing you talk about what you want from the cinema because it is the opposite of what my wife wants. Because you want you want the art that you're watching to depict real life. Like it, there's got to be an element of this. This this is real. Like there's something in here that yeah. could happen. There's an appreciate. There's something that yeah. My wife loves Hallmark movies, the Christmas movies that you're talking about. Oh, kill me. I mean, and she will start watching them as soon as they start to air. She will start watching them. Same at my house. And the reason why she loves them, and she tells me this, she says, I deal with enough real life and pain and loss and fear and... All of the things in life that make it so difficult to trudge through, I deal with enough of that in in reality to be immersed in it again. Like I can just not watch a movie and have those same emotions and I don't have to watch a movie. I can just look outside. I can look I can have a conversation with someone that I know is going through something that's that similar. So she looks for as far as movies go, she looks for the escape. Like I don't want, she doesn't like it when it's too close to real life. Um, unless it's a happy movie. Yeah. 
Um, but it's interesting because it's not, there's not a right and wrong. I mean, it's just a right. different, it's what you, what is your agenda? What's your motivation for watching a movie for spending, you know, two hours or whatever on a couch watching a square, a screen that kind of drives me nuts as a whole. Let's be honest. I love movies and I'm also torn on them because I hate watching. I hate spending so much time in front of a screen. Right. I hate it. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. It's a, I mean, I think I'm a music guy. I yeah. love music and <clears throat> I typically do the same thing with music. I, there's a million, I don't, I, I don't have a, it's often that people ask me, what kind of music do you listen to? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, their go-to answer is, I'll listen to anything. Mm-hmm. But I actually mean that. But mm-hmm. what I mean when I say I listen to everything or I'll listen to anything is I have found something in every genre right. that right. I like. So when people say, I hate pop music, which a lot of my metalhead friends say pop music sucks. Right. And to that I say, if you haven't gotten into Billie Eilish, then you're missing out because right. she is doing things that nobody has ever. I mean, she is yeah. the uh, she's unbelievable. There's a creative I genius. I mean, she is just out of this world. And so I really think that I just have this. I think there's something I, I, again, I didn't plan this. It's not a decision, but I'm drawn to that. Like you said, that like real, mm-hmm. um, real emotion. The, the band that has impacted me the most is blink 182. And I think part of that is because I discovered blink 182 at a time where my mentality of life was, yeah, go, freak yourself like I don't give a crap what you think about me I'm just gonna hang out with my friends and smoke cigarettes and just everybody else is stupid and I don't give a crap and we just make jokes about our wieners and stuff and that's what blink was yeah and so I think I lean into I I I kind of my lane of like uh, entertainment I guess or art or whatever you want to make it politically correct is like things that make me think about myself. Yeah. Like I love movies where at the end of it, I'm like, what do I believe about that movie that just, (laughs) I just watched? Like what is happening rather than just like, Oh yay. Everybody we like is the best. All right, let's go to bed. (laughs) I want a movie to like, I want a movie to like ruin my weekend. (laughs) Uh, I have a friend who's all, who really loves movies and, and we like a lot of the same movies, but he's got way more movie, uh, education in him than I do. And he's I watched all of the Marvel watch, universe. He's watched them all. He's got a Spider-Man wallet. Uh, <laughs> I love when a movie really messes me up. Uh, and I, I will call him immediately and be like, have you seen 
this movie. Oh my gosh. I didn't know what was happening until the last five seconds. It's the best. And he'll be like, you're so stupid. Everybody else knew that before you because you're watching it six <laughs> months after it came out. And I'm like, I know, but listen. So I just love a movie to like ruin me. Like I want to be completely confused the yeah. whole time. That's my favorite kind of entertainment where I'm trying to figure out what uh, the whole time I'm like, what are you trying to say to me right now? The people who made this movie, yeah. what do you want me to be feeling and thinking right now? It's that's my favorite thing rather yeah. than just like, Oh, this is good. The good guy wins all the fights and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not me. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if we veer off topic here, but I mean, music, you and I both love, we have a great love for music and a, again, a wide variety, wide spectrum of different genres and all that. When it comes to music, what is the, what is it that catches you the most? Is it, um, is it actual musical, like the, the, the music to it, or is it lyrics? Or does it? Or does that depend? Uh, I think. I mean, I think that good lyrics are written to good music. I don't think that there is such a thing as a hit song that doesn't have both. So, any song that's ever impacted me, the lyrics perfectly match the tone of the instruments, and that is what every person writing pop music is trying to find is we have this tremendously entertaining sound. Mm-hmm. Can we put words to it that match it? Yeah. And that's every, I mean, it's really not just pop music. It's every band. It's right. every, it's right. everything. Right. It's Elton John. I mean, Elton John, uh, n- never wrote a lyric from my understanding of him. Hmm. He only wrote the music. He had a co-writer who would send him essentially poems and he would put those words to music and that became Elton John. So it's interesting. Uh, I typically go towards bands who are extreme in one or the other. Yeah. So either the sound is extreme or the lyrics are incredibly deep and make yeah. you like movies question your existence. <laughs> yeah. So I lean toward I mean, I'm a punk rock guy at heart. Uh, I'm a heavy metal guy. So I have emotional I music is emotional to me. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing I could ever do is just go to a show at the local metal club for $8 and just not even stay for the whole, sh- whole show. Just listen to hang out for an hour. Yeah. And somehow that like does something in me where when I leave, I'm like, oh, I'm better now. Everything's fine. <laughs> but also I love like cheesy bands like Reliant K. Yeah. And I love radio rock like the Foo Fighters and I love Billie Eilish and I love Justin Timberlake like I don't know I'm all over the place I'm I'm I love Alan Stone who's like a in a completely other category I'm a mess 
like I said, I think I have mental problems. I'll figure them out eventually, I hope. I kind of hope you don't. I think Death Cab for Cutie. I kind of dig, I mean, I kinda dig this right like, now. Death Cab, Death Cab for Cutie. is like this musical, acoustic, slash influenced by the Seattle punk era of the early 90s. So there's like a little the bit of Pearl Jam, a little bit of Nirvana in there. So they have this kind of grungy thing, but it's yeah. kind of acoustic driven with this these lyrics that like make you want to fall in love again. It's just like the it's just unbelievable. It's so awesome. I don't know. I like art. It's fun. I like art when and I think it's when it's genuine. Yeah. When it's an authentic expression, I don't have to agree with the expression. I don't have to agree with the person. I don't have to cre- agree with the message whether it's a movie, whether it's music or whatever. But if it's authentic, if it's genuine, like you said earlier, at least give me something that I can respect. At least give me totally. something that I can listen to or I can watch and be like, Phew. I I appreciate the fact that I got to see a little bit of your insides on the outside. Yeah. Like, totally. I, I got to see a little bit of your heart expressed. Totally. And... I think it's in those moments. It's that connection piece to people. And I think that's what's so powerful about art. That's what's so powerful about music. That's what's so powerful about movies is that it gives you that, that connection piece that's so often just in relationship in conversation, because people are not very good at being able to communicate. I was just listening to something the other day and, um, it, it was on a podcast and he was talking about, um, that a lot of a lot of people have the inability to accurately communicate the internal to the external and you can have a number of different variations of that but we don't communicate truly like authentically very well and i think right. when art comes into the factor it gives the opportunity to express something that just a simple collection of words can't like right. even just lyrics to to a song, as beautiful as you know, as authentic as they can be, when you put those behind music, it adds it adds depth to the sentiment. Absolutely. And I I think like I said I I love art and I think you do too and I think that's why I do appreciate you and I don't want you to whatever you keep on saying that you're mental. Issues. <laughs> keep keep those. Keep those. <laughs> Whatever good. you got going, keep those. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I think that's why there's so many different lanes of art. It's why there's art museums, and I've been to art museums, and spent. I've been to. I've been to some of the best art museums in the world, and yeah. that's not to brag. That is, I went with friends, and the whole time I was like. This is doing nothing for me. I wish we were at a brewery right now. Yeah. Uh, Let me show you some, some real it's, art. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, some real craftsmanship. Um, but for some folks, it's deeply emotional. It, it yeah. connects with them at a level that... So my take on movies and movie series is yeah. I respect people who do things that connect with people 
and Marvel's done that. Yeah. And uh, and now they got that Disney money, so they got that real <laughs> green, so they're really stepping up their game. Uh, it's really good. I should. What would be the the best thing I could do would be to chronologically watch the Marvel yes. movies. Yep. But I mean that's a big that's a big that's a commitment at this point. I'm making a serious you commitment. Should do and that. I'm trying to tackle Lord of the Rings. So Yeah. You should also do I that. Got, you I get got some time. Line up ahead of me. But I could get there. Um, you totally can. Because you could honestly you could it I don't need to plan out your life. Um but if you want suggestions, I'll tell you how to do it. Uh, I have I was I, I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to give you a question that you probably aren't going to be able to answer accurately right now, but I think it's one of my favorite questions as of lately. Yeah. Um. The first one that we never answered. What is your favorite movie series? I think The Matrix is my. I mean, or Toy Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, I yeah, love Toy Story. I mean, I mean, me too, but it's definitely not my favorite yeah. movie series. I, I think it's The fine. Matrix is uh, most, like all of my top ten favorite movies, none of them have sequels. Yeah. So, uh, but The Matrix, well, The Matrix, I guess, is the only one in my yeah. top ten that has yeah. sequels. So yeah. that would be my favorite series. I think for me, and this is a hard one because I do, I get so invested into a character that I, I love it. Um, I probably, I can't go with the Matrix just because the, the second and third, just, just don't do it for me. Um, the first one set me up too much. That's a problem. The, I would say, gosh. You would have thought that I would have had an answer since I asked the question, and I've been thinking about this for a long time. It depends on my mood, but overall, I'd probably go with Lord of the Rings. I think that's probably my favorite. Um, But Dark Knight would be right there. Dark Knight is very good. It's fantastic. Um, The other question that I was going to ask that, like I said, you're probably not going to be well versed enough to be able to give you to give an accurate answer. But it's one of my favorite ones that we can maybe revisit once you go through the Marvel Universe is in the Marvel Universe. What character would you be like? Which which of the which of the characters would you be and why? Oh, uh. You should go first. Well, like I said, I don't think that you're going to accurately... I don't feel like you have the the full breadth of the of the lineup to be I able mean, to I'm know. I mean, I'm Googling Marvel characters, if that tells yeah. you my understanding yeah. of the series. I think we saved that. I think we saved this for if we ever circle back all the way around to this. Uh, Deadpool? <laughs> Not in the Marvel universe. Well, according to the internet, he is. I don't. I don't. Not in my world. Dude, published by Marvel Comics. Okay, well, how about in the Avengers universe? He's published by Marvel Comics, but he's not in the Marvel universe. There's a difference. I don't know what you're talking about, so you're right. I'm going to need to do some I'm more gonna research. Say more, yeah, I would say more in the... Okay. 
when I when I use the term Marvel Universe, I don't mean anything that's been published by Marvel because that's a pretty that's even bigger. More specifically, within the Avengers movies, which so that can be anything from Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hulk, Captain Marvel. So again, again I don't know what I'm talking about, yeah. but you're saying not X Men. Because no. X-Men is Marvel. Right. And I'd say this is not... That's a different universe. They don't play so together. So I believe... Again, Shelter of Doctor Mercy, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Doctor but I Strange believe that Deadpool me. is in the X-Men world. Because uh, I, think, I, I think, think that he's part of the X-Men mutants. There's... Um, Yes, more. Yes, definitely that more than Avengers. In Deadpool, he does give a nod to... I think there's a connection between... Well, um, my mind just went... My brain went blank. Who plays Deadpool? Who is that? That's um, Ryan... um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He plays... So he makes... If, if I remember correctly reading this, he makes some um, connections in Deadpool to the role that he played in X-Men. Like, right. Which I, so I don't know if that's an actual, I don't know if that's just a him thing, like in Deadpool, or if that's an actual connection yeah. in Marvel. But we don't well, need to split hairs. Some- I believe he makes reference in the first Deadpool movie. He makes some like jokes about Wolverine. Yeah. He makes like pokes at him. Like he's not that tough. Yeah. Which again, I don't know if that's a, like that's a common knowledge. Like, cause the, I don't know if that's just common knowledge humor or if that's Ryan Reynolds making jokes at his previous role in, X-Men right. movies. Right. And yeah. whatever. Or if that's actually a yeah. Marvel connection. I don't know. Totally. But I, I right. more the question is Avengers, but more than that, it's you have to watch the movies to be able to un, to know who you are. You can't just pick a name. Sure. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'll start watching the movies. And okay. then in 20 years, we can recap <laughs> this episode. We're going to watch one a year, and in <laughs> 30 years. Well, if they put one out like every six months. So if I watch one a year for the rest of my life, I'll still miss you half of them. Never, you will never make it. No, it's good. Movies are fun. What a t- I mean, as they far as entertainment be. goes, what a time to be alive. Oh, gosh. This is a whole other... I, yes, that is a factual statement. Yeah. My brain, especially with a couple beers in me, immediately goes to entertainment is also the downfall of our society because we put so much emphasis and value and priority in entertainment. And that is yeah. why whew, I should stop myself, but I'm like, it's whatever. That's why we don't have as high quality people in our society as we could because entertainment leeches off of our minds and our brains and our capacity and our potential and all the other things too. Sure. Sure. But that's a whole other 
that's a whole other topic. Another subject for another day. Probably. Yeah. You're not wrong, but we could go for hours about that. Yeah. But we shouldn't. People need to get home. You need to spend time with your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is fun. Good time. Yeah. We drank beer. We talked about things. I mean, what else could a couple of guys ask for? I don't know. That's about it. I don't know either. I don't know either. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you. Um, Sure do. And if you own... That's about it. If you work for a brewery, uh, feel free to send us some beer. We would love that. We would drink it and give you a shout out. Honestly, honestly, I would pay for it. I'm not saying send it to us for free. <laughs> Just let us know that we need to drink your beer. We'll go find it. Hit, hit us up. I'll come buy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Until next time. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. You're the best. I love you. Love you too. All right. Cheers. Cheers.